Well, as the war in Ukraine grinds on, one area that we haven't talked much about um, is cyber attacks. At the outset, we really did. We really thought that uh, cyber warfare was going to be a big part of this one. And it really hasn't been, or at least not not publicly. Uh, Russia, of course, is well known for its capacity and its willingness to carry out attacks on infrastructure and other targets in other countries, not to mention criminal attacks with financial motives that are often state-sponsored. Well, last week, a U.S. cybersecurity expert warned that given the conflict with Russia and tensions with China, that the risks in cyberspace um, are being raised, predicting that we're probably entering one of the most dangerous times that we've had ever when it comes to our infrastructure here in the West, including Canada. So are we prepared for what could lie ahead? And if not, what could the consequences be? Well, joining me now is Andrew Loshman. He's co-founder and COO, Chief Operating Officer of cybersecurity company Field Effect in Ottawa. Thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, it's great to be here. So, you know, clearly the cybersecurity and the cyber aggression sides of this, if I can use that word, when the war in Ukraine first started was talked about extensively. I feel like we haven't talked about it as much of late, uh, but I gather we are seeing an uptick in Russian activity, at least. What would be what would be behind that and what would the, the reasonings be? What would the targets be? Well, uh, if, if I were to be perfectly honest, I think we've all been a little bit surprised that we haven't seen more uh, Russian cyber activity since the, the start of uh, the Ukraine war and, and more uh, after effects uh, from that. The, the one thing to understand about Russia and its cyber capabilities, it, it, it's highly sophisticated and, and really it, it's always been here. Uh, and uh, whether we're seeing an uptick now or not, uh, I, I think that we know for sure that Russia projects its power and its intent through a variety of means, including uh, through cyber warfare and cyber capabilities. And one of those things is that um, it, it's capable of pre-positioning cyber threats. Uh, in, and we've seen through some Russian cyber attacks that really they can set up and, and execute these attacks over a period of years. So whether they've begun more recently with, with direct cyber activities or have prepositioned these years ago, uh, it's, it's certainly something to, to be aware of and, and to be thinking about. You know, I, I was uh, speaking to someone earlier this week about how Russia's view of this war has become very much a view that it is under siege. You know, what started off as a sort of short military operation in Ukraine has turned out, turned in, at least in the Russian perception, into, you know, a full-fledged war against uh, NATO, the West, and so forth. And one would expect that that makes us at least more of a target uh, in this, uh, countries like Canada. Um, are we prepared for attacks, say, on stuff like infrastructure? You, you think about what has happened to Russia over the last year or so in, in terms of sanctions and, and Western nations slowly denying Russia the ability to procure and, you know, use foreign infrastructure, technology, capabilities, financial systems, and so on. And if you think about uh, where, um, you know, and I'm certainly not a, a political expert, but where Putin has found himself in terms of needing to show success in the Ukrainian invasion, uh, you, you would start to expect to see Russia perhaps use its cyber capabilities externally to show that Russia is still an ongoing threat and, and certainly that uh, perhaps Putin is able to, to demonstrate success outside of Russia's borders. And, are, you know, your question, are, are we prepared for that? I, I think we need to think about the kinds of things that happen. 
So certainly it is possible that Russia might engage in direct uh, attacks against critical infrastructure. And we know this is possible. We, we've seen them do it. The, the nightmare scenario are attacks on things like energy grids, uh, you know, power plants and, and so on. And, and certainly that is a, a threat uh, that I know our critical in infrastructure sector takes very seriously and has been working with the government as well as private infrastructure, private uh, corporations, like Field Effect, to ensure uh, the security of those networks. Uh, when you're dealing with an adversary like Russia, however, you need to be extremely methodical and, and extremely vigilant uh, about uh, how you implement those, those measures. The, the other thing that I think Canadians and Canadian businesses need to be aware of is that attacks simply against critical infrastructure are not likely to be the only target. We know Russia to harbor or provide safe harbor to cyber criminals, which are, in fact, the greatest threat to Canadian businesses. And we see this through business email compromises, financial redirection attacks, and of course, ransomware. And, and we're starting to see, you know, what we believe to be the Russian government supporting and enabling cybercrime and cyber criminal groups against uh, Western businesses, including uh, Canadian. How does that manifest itself? I mean, it, it's not surprising given the, the bite of the sanctions. Um, I, I guess what it feels like is that when backed into a corner, and we've often talked about, and this is more of a political and military side of things, but we've often talked about uh, you know the use of tactical, tactical nuclear weapons and so forth from Russia. But when you think about it, one thing they have in their arsenal that they have used before quite effectively is cyber. And because we haven't seen a lot of it, one, I think the assumption is that we're heading in to a more dangerous time when Russia may be feeling uh, more inclined to try to use some of these uh, more dangerous tactics uh, in terms of cyber warfare. Again, I mean, you said we're, we're quite well prepared, but are we ready for that kind of that kind of aggression, for instance, or, or, or am I overstating it? I, I, I don't think it would be possible to to overstate the extent of what Russian and other sophisticated state-sponsored organizations might do or could do on a, on a digital front or a cyber front against uh, you know Western businesses. You said Russia backed into a corner, and, and you have to imagine if uh, Russia is feeling that sanctions are affecting its economy from a national perspective, they would say, "Well, if if our economy is going to be affected, well, we'll affect the economies of other countries." in retaliation. And so how would you do that? Well, you would deny those other economies the ability to operate efficiently. You might steal their intellectual property. You might interfere uh, with businesses' ability to operate either on a day-to-day -day basis or by removing their, their financial means and, and capabilities. We know, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, Russia, like if you, if you look at the SolarWinds attack, which uh, took place a couple of years ago, SolarWinds was an attack against uh, managed service providers or MSP software that they executed over the period of years. And this was uh, arguably a supply chain attack, meaning Russia pre-positioned malware and attack technology into software years ahead of when it actually wanted to take, make use of it. And so what happened was Russia inserted malware into legitimate software, which was then procured and deployed by many Western businesses. And when the timing was right and Russia decided that it wanted to attack uh, specific entities, it executed on the capability it laid out um, methodically over the course of several years. And if you think about where we are today, you wonder if Putin or Russia might be in a position where they have other prepositioned or supply chain type uh, attacks ready that they might enable. 
Andrew Loshman is with us this half hour. He's co-founder and COO of cybersecurity company Field Effect. Uh, we're talking about cyber attacks. Uh, we've uh, often in the past talked about Russia's capacity uh, in the cyber world. We haven't talked about it as much as perhaps expected uh, since the beginning of the war in Ukraine back in February. Um, but there are expectations that as we head into winter, as this war drags on, uh, as Russia continues to lose ground on the battlefield, um, that it will look for new and different ways to try to punish those it sees as um, its rival here, its enemy here, including the West. Uh, Andrew, it was interesting to see, of course, that, um, you know, the big concern, I guess, long term is still China more than Russia, I would imagine. I think that would be a, a difficult prioritization to make. Uh, certainly, China is notable in, in both its sophistication, technical capabilities, as well as its sheer scale in terms of its cyber operations. However, Russia is well known and understood to also be exceptionally sophisticated, uh, certainly surgical in its uh, technical capabilities with cyber warfare. So what should we be looking out for then if, we, if we're talking about a potential uptick in Russian attacks? Um, is there any way that that uh, that we should be, because I don't sense, there, I don't, maybe I'm just not seeing it, but I don't sense that there's a lot of urgency around this. Maybe that's what's been interesting since the beginning of the war is we just haven't, we haven't heard government talk about it very much. We just haven't heard much talk about it at all. So I'm wondering behind the scenes, are we getting ready for, a, for, for perhaps an uptick in, in cyber attacks? Certainly when the war in Ukraine uh, kicked off, there was a lot of discussion about the potential for cyber warfare. And, and at the time, Western governments did provide warnings that in the lead up to kinetic warfare, that Russia might actually execute cyber attacks against, well, certainly Ukraine, but other allied and, and Western nations. But you're right, we, we really haven't seen that play out in, in, in any meaningful way outside of the regional conflict, you have to wonder why that might be. And it could simply be the, the case that, that the Russian government is preoccupied with delivering it on its offensive on the ground. But there could be other reasons for it uh, that we, we really don't know. In terms of what we can do to, to get ready for it and, and what we should be doing, really awareness and acceptance that the threat exists, even if you don't see it and you don't feel it, uh, is critical. This is the, the challenging part with cybersecurity is that it's not like um, you know a set of soldiers that roll across the border or cyber criminals that might be in your business physically. All of this happens invisibly. And uh, it's a part of our lives that as the economy and digital infrastructure become more and more intertwined, it's absolutely critical that, that we are taking cybersecurity very seriously. And that means investment in, in time and money and, and also awareness. Are we making those investments? Is that is that, is that being done? I, I would argue there's a lot more we, we could do. Uh, certainly over the last 10 years, the, the government of Canada and the Cyber Centre have made great strides in investing in awareness and in supporting Canadian businesses and, and making sure that we are all aware of the threats we face and providing some basic measures so that we can reduce our cyber risk to the extent possible. I, I would say that Canadian businesses certainly are, are doing a good job of preparing for cyber threats. The 
our, our preparation, our, our capabilities are certainly much better today than they were five years ago. There's still a ways that we need to go in terms of being ready, implementing what we call uh, cybersecurity, health and hygiene, making sure that our systems are monitored uh, and well prepared in the event that we do face a, a, a threat. And just thinking back to some of the more recent events, are organizations themselves, for instance, private organized, private companies, um, are they prepared to be able to tell the public when something's been attacked? I mean, if, if something happens, I'm thinking back to the Rogers outage, um, if something happens, are we in a position where we can communicate it effectively as well? Because that feels like it might be lacking. The government passed some legislation recently that is starting the, the progress towards what we call mandatory breach reporting. As it is today, uh, those requirements are, are really limited to organizations that are regulated federally. Uh, and so they don't apply to the vast majority of Canadian businesses. I, I think that disclosure of cyber attacks and cyber threats is, is absolutely critical for us to help understand where they are occurring, what the technical measures being employed to implement the attacks are, and therefore what we can all do collectively to defend against them. Andrew Loshman, thank you so much for your insight on this. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.